Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan. We're also simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980. And always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me. And to take you up to 3 o'clock here on this Sunday afternoon edition of Overtime. Eventful weekend here locally. Eventful weekend in the NBA. Got Caps hockey coming up uh, on Tuesday. Plenty of big time, plenty of big time news uh, throughout this sports weekend here in the DMV. Obviously, if you've been listening to the fan. Yesterday and today, obviously, just you know, heartbreaking news. Lefty Drizel, longtime Maryland Terrapins head coach, passed away uh, at the age of 92 years old. Four Elite Eight appearances, two ACC regular season titles, 100-plus wins at four different schools, 786 career wins. So someone who embodies what it meant uh, to be great in the sport of college basketball. So if you want to call in, all show long, give any of your thoughts on lefty or the Maryland Terrapins basketball program. Phone lines wide open, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Obviously, I'm going to take the advice of someone I heard on with Doc earlier today. Chick Hernandez put out a tweet last night that I didn't know whether I should be offended at Chick's tweet or, or should I just understand where Chick was coming from. And I'm trying to pull it up so I don't butcher it and... In, 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 Put wrong words in Chick's mouth. I guess it's technically it's not his mouth. It's off his finger. But Chick basically saying, look, if you weren't alive to talk, if you weren't alive to see Lefty Giselle, if you weren't around the program, don't, don't feel the need to speak on the situation. And I think it's the biggest, best piece of advice that I could have gotten from Chick Hernandez. Because once I saw the news yesterday, 26-year-old Linnell thinks, man, I'll be honest with you, I don't know enough about Lefty Giselle and the old days of the Maryland basketball program to give you three hours of radio on it. So I'll mention it, pay my respects, and then I'll do radio the way I know how to, man. Heard Doc talking about it earlier. I honestly, Chris, didn't pay attention much to All-Star Weekend because Anthony Edwards completely disrespected the game last night, going through the skills competition with his left hand, knowing he's a right-handed player, having to watch that, boring. The dunk contest, boring. The three-point contest is probably the most entertaining thing of All-Star Weekend, and they don't even have the self-awareness to put it last. 
It was this year, definitely for sure. And I'll tell you the thing that I did not like about it, though, was that god awful green floor the whole time. It made everybody look like zombies or something. It was terrible. I know they're trying to appease, trying to appease the youngs in charge, Chris. They're trying to make it more visually appealing for the younger audience. I think it's because they're sponsored by Starry by or Star. whatever. And but, and what's up with yeah. Starry? I was watching it last night, and my bro goes, "Man, is Starry Sprite?" No, it's Sierra Mist. Oh. Sierra Mist rebranded, and now they're called Starry. The Soda War, man. It's something that it's something that you gotta keep tabs on. Yeah. It's lemon lime soda tastes like lemon lime soda that tastes like lemon lime soda. You can't. Well, let me let me say this. Anyone out there who's a fast food connoisseur, nothing hits like a McDonald's Sprite. Nothing hit the the the, the carbonation in a McDonald's Sprite, the way that it hits your tongue. There's nothing that'll hit like a McDonald's Sprite. So I do understand. Uh, people are geeked up about that, but I don't know, man. It was interesting to watch last night. I thought it, it was cool seeing Tyrese Halliburton get his flowers in the skills challenge and having the city of Indiana uh, be behind, or the state of Indiana, excuse me, be behind uh, Tyrese and the Pacers squad as they were going through it. And they're honestly one of the best stories in the NBA this year, talking about a player and Tyrese who, has just continued to ascend, doesn't have the most orthodox game in the world. His jumper, if you were watching the three-point contest, it's one of the most fugly-looking things you'll ever see in your life, man. But he's playing darn good basketball. He's got the Pacers relevant within the uh, playoff picture in the Eastern Conference. So uh, cool to see that last night. I don't know how much you all spoke about it, Chris. Did, did, you, get, did you get to hear Kenny the Jet Smith last night? <laughs> did you, do you think Kenny the Jet Smith was... Took down a fruit bruise before he got on set last night. I, I didn't hear Kenny. No. What Man, did you say? I, I'm seeing everyone tweet about it because I honestly, I caught some of it, like I said. But then I went back and watched. Someone on Twitter made a montage of Kenny Smith. And I'm not even going to repost. So usually it's like Chuck that has the crazy stuff to say. So. That, that's the thing about Charles Barkley. I think Charles Barkley's just misunderstood. I don't think Charles. Well, I am a huge Charles Barkley fan. Just so you know, you're so. a Suns guy. I know it. I, I know am, it. I am, but he is like Joe Gibbs in Phoenix. There, wow. like the way he is, he's the way he's looking. I'm at, sure he yeah. never pays for a meal there. Like, of yeah, he's like the biggest sports hero that's really ever been in that town. Yeah, like for sure. And the thing I love uh, the most about the old Chuckster man is it's like, yeah, he he's he's gonna give you his honest commentary on sports takes. But I like when he. Likes to talk about the real stuff and the challenges that face this country and the challenges that face Black America and things of that issue. Man. Yeah, for sure, man. It is is rare, Chris. You know, right where where athletes, former athletes for that matter too, are comfortable enough in their own business setting and business standing to where they can go out and speak on something that's potentially controversial. And that's why I love Steve Kerr. I love uh, Charles Barkley. Guys that are just willing. to I mean, speak it, up. it is the thing that MJ never did. You know, the, Ooh, the player yeah. that did everything. It's the thing MJ never did. You know? Yeah, I know LeBron James gets his flack every now and then for not being more at the forefront of, of certain political issues. But all in all, I brought all that up to say Kenny Smith was toe up from the flow up last night listening to All-Star Weekend, man. It was uh, it was good to hear those guys together, though. Their camaraderie, the guys on on uh, inside the NBA on TNT. That's You dream of, uh, of building a camaraderie like that with your teammates. That's why the junks are so special. It's why... They've had the the long elongated success that they've had. So, uh, All Star Weekend was cool. All in all, though, <laughs> big dud for your boy. I just don't. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. You know, I say when you get older, you get less fun. Maybe this is me getting less fun because I don't like All Star Weekend anymore. No, I'll tell you. You know, I 
They could make the all-star dunk competition fun again. Make it more competitive. Give well, me teams here's or something. The thing. This is what I told Doc on his show last, last you know, a couple hours ago. I was like, I love the dunk competition. I've been watching it for decades, and I love it. And I loved that year, like, Steve Nash and Stoudemire had that, like, yeah. headbutt pass. And that time, uh, Blake Griffin jumped over a car. Like, I want to be wowed by this. And everything, like, they jumped over Shaq again. It saw it the last same year. Thing every year. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I was like... They got Wimbenyama there. Bring him out. Put him in it. Like, Let or somebody jump dunk over him. him or something. Yeah, like, for sure. Something that makes you go, wow, I've never seen that. And there's none of that this year. Yeah, it was honestly, I can't even say it was tough to watch because I didn't watch too much of it, if I'm being honest, right? Uh, my, my roommate was was yelled every now and then, oh, look at what I saw. And and I'd come out and peek my head in, but it, it wasn't much. It was Mac McClung, I think, may have had the dunk of the night. Sure. And, and again, he didn't even it's win cool, it. but it's, it's just... I yeah. felt like there's nothing I saw that I didn't see last year. And that's the you know, it's, yeah. yeah. That's the difficulty though about the dunk contest is you're asking guys to cuz like you're complaining about what I'm complaining about is the originality isn't there anymore. You're you're starting to see things done over and over again. There's only so many ways you could dunk though, bro. Like how do I don't you, know, they come up with stuff though, man. The like, best dunkers in the world do. Yes. Yeah. And I think one thing, and LeBron spoke about it uh, last night, I believe, as to why he hasn't participated in the dunk contest at this point in his career. And I love LeBron James. You all know I think he's the greatest player ever to play basketball. But his answer was just god-awful. I, I, I didn't come to the NBA to participate in dunk contests. I want MVPs and defensive MVPs and a first-team all. I get it, LeBron. But but darn, understand. have some self-awareness. That's my thing. Understand that you are the biggest star in the NBA. You owe it to the fans. And the dunk competition yeah. is one of those things that, like, yeah, it's just part of the, the All-Star Weekend. But, man, it has it it is one of the few things that has an ability to draw new fans into the whole sport. For sure. You know? Like, sure. little kids. Doesn't matter how old you are. Whatever. Yeah. You can watch it. And if it's a good dunk competition, you love it. You are following these guys. Exactly. I remember seeing that guy in the dunk competition. Like, it's a, somebody you'll follow. That's why the Mac McClunk thing is interesting. Because, yeah, he's a good dunker, but... He, can't crack an NBA rotation, so it kind of takes the mystique away uh, from what he's able to do vertically. But cool night, all in all. Like seeing the celebrities out. I like the little. I'm I'm a weirdo, and I'm a cutscene warrior. If you've ever played video games, there are certain cutscenes in video games that always get people's attention. When watching events like All Star Weekend, I'm paying attention to the cutscenes. I'm paying attention to. You know, Damian Lillard trash talking Devin Booker after he finished the competition. I'm paying attention uh, to Donovan Mitchell getting or Jalen Brunson getting eliminated after uh, after the first round and, and watching guys, you know, chastise him. Those are the things that I like to see. Seeing the players be real people, man. That's that's always great and cool for me to witness, though, man. But All Star Weekend, all in all, probably not probably not the most exciting thing in the world. A pal JP Finley tweeted out something. Uh, last night during All-Star that really grabbed my attention because I thought, man, it would be so like the King. We all know how much the the National Football League dominates the year-to-year calendar, talking about January through December. Even in the offseason, they are normally the hottest ticket in town, and they provide the most hot-button commentary. JP said, man, the NBA going to be real, real mad when the NFL goes to 18 games. And this weekend is President's Day weekend, Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> and then what would NBA do? Would they have to move All-Star again? Because I think they already moved All-Star 
once the NFL added their 17th game. And you got the NHL doing that, too, because the NHL was the same as the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. or whatever they're calling it you now. Can't weekend. And, and the you, Pro Bowl's not even good. No, it's it's not. Uh, it's honestly, it's a, it's a crazy thing, man. I, I honestly, Maybe the Pro Bowl needs, like, a dunk competition. I, I always said it, man. <laughs> I always said it. I think the Pro Bowl would be better if they had them doing non-football things more often. Last year, I think they had the, the – driving range competition at a long drive contest they play dodgeball i'd like to see who can kick the longest field goal that's not a that's kicker not a ki- thank right? you metal why don't you why don't, why don't you go up to new york i'll run the rest of the show <laughs> and give the damn nfl league office some advice because it doesn't seem like it's something that's that hard to figure out and produce and the thing about the nfl the problem that or the problem that the nba has the nfl doesn't there's never like a problem with people wanting to participate at the pro bowl it doesn't feel like it, at least. Like, like at All-Star, the players always talking about, oh, I don't want to do the dunk contest. I don't want to do the three-point contest. It should be a requirement. If you are the best three-point shooter in basketball, you got to be there. Because who wants to see- I'm sorry, and I know Malik Beasley's having a hell of a year. Who the hell cares about Malik Beasley? What's, I mean, what I, star power exists? I will say Damian Lillard in the three-point competition was surprising, not only because, I mean, he's been down lately. He has been in a shooting slump. Yeah, no. And then watch, I didn't think he, I was like, oh man, he's going to get killed by some scrubs today. And like for him no. to come out and take that competition tonight or last night was, it was, was actually a, pretty impressive, I thought, by him. It was impressive. Dame Lillard's annoyed me this year. He, he's, he's really annoyed me this sure, year. Sure, sure. I mean, I understand that. I just, uh, I was not expecting him to come out like he did last night after watching him the last week yeah, or so, well, you know. Well, that's because there's been pressure on him. During the past week and really through the entire of the season. Yeah. They were supposed to be the best team in the Eastern Conference. Pairing up Dame Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo. The old adage, freak time is what they were trying to go by. And yeah, as you mentioned, tough, tough sledding for the three-seed Milwaukee Bucks. They're the three-seed right now at 35 and 21. They're what, a half game they back. They have been sinking, though. <laughs> yeah, they're a half game back at Indiana being the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. So. We'll see if Milwaukee's able to turn things around here in the second half of the season. NBA All-Star Game actually is tonight, though. Uh, you'll get to see the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference. I believe they made it back to that format. See, it's hard to even keep up with what they're doing with the game. Too, too, many, too many damn things going on uh, when it comes to NBA All-Star Weekend. One of my favorite parts of uh, NBA All-Star Weekend is what's going on right now, I believe. The Naismith Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony is always cool uh, to get to watch and see who's going to be inducted into the next class. It's what we found out last night. The nominees for the 2024 Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, Chauncey Billups, Vince Carter, Michael Cooper, Walter Davis, Bo Ryan, Charles Smith, and the contributor section is where you really get interest in this year. Doug Collins, former Washington Wizards NBA coach, uh, slated to get inducted, uh, as well as Jerry West, the logo, man. So always love this weekend because you get to look ahead and see what this summer is going to be like with the induction ceremony. But as I said at the top of the show, All-Star Weekend, not moving the needle anymore. For Jerry you. West already going to be in. So, again, as a as a contributor, I guess. Yeah, because I was like, there's no way he's not already. As a regular. Yeah. Player. That would be. I didn't know you could do that as multiple. Ca- like. Yeah. I was know. watching. Um, so is Billups going in as a player or is it? This would be a, this, this is a player, this not a coach. A, this then, a player. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is a player. So it was actually crazy watching. Um, I think I saw it on Twitter. 
it was Lefty's Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And I don't know when Lefty ended was inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, but he had Big John Thompson out there introducing him and two other guys next to Big John that I couldn't make out right away. But for a younger cat like myself, seeing him give his Hall of Fame speech kind of gave you a peek into who Lefty Drizel was and why he had such a profound impact on not just the DMV, but every college basketball program uh, that he ended up leading over his tremendous career. That's going to do it, though, Uh, here for the opening segment. Y'all know how I get down to the People Show. Tap it with me all show long, one of three ways. MGM National Harbor Lister Lines wide open. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Phone number 1-800-636-1067 is the number. If you tapped in overtime on Friday night, we touched on this a little bit. I want to hit it again here. Got some new information over the weekend about just how Cliff Kingsbury ended up getting here to Washington. Magic Johnson really did pull some strings. We'll give you more details on that next. You know the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just getting rolling here on this Sunday afternoon edition of Overtime. It's the Youngest in Charge movement. Linnell Willingham taking up the 3 o'clock before we hand things over to what some people may call the real youngest in charge movement. Toby Altires are coming up uh, three to six right here on the fan after your boy. Uh, taking you into what I believe is Washington National Spring Training, if I'm not mistaken. Metal Chris, baseball season in full swing. Toby Altires are get you warmed up uh, for Nat Spring Training a little bit later on. Oh, no, Nat Spring Training not coming on this afternoon. Look at me. Maybe I should look at the schedule before I start teasing things. That was, that was embarrassing. CBS Sports Radio coming up. After Toby Altizer, it's next week uh, on the fan where you can start getting uh, our Washington National Spring Training coverage. We'll have Nats at Marlins 
next Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Then you'll have Toby Altage. Then we got special programming, which you'll hear, I believe, once a week here on The Fan. Charlie Slow's Dave Jagler with Nats Spring Training Live, a one-hour uh, Nats talk show to get you geared up for baseball season. And it's honestly crazy thinking about what this year could actually be for the Nats. You look at the strength of the farm system and guys being ready to potentially come up and make an impact this year. I'm excited about it. And I think as we get closer toward the month of August and around trade deadline time uh, in the majors, you'll have a real idea of what the Washington Nationals are going to ultimately be this year. But uh, excited uh, to get our spring training coverage rolling next Sunday uh, as well here on 106.7 The Fan. A lot of the news here locally has surrounded the Washington Commanders. This coaching staff that's been assembled over the past couple of weeks has really started to change people's minds about the Dan Quinn hire overall. And I'll be the first one uh, to stand at the front of the line and say it. My initial choice for Washington's head coach, my number one choice, my preferred choice, was Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens who went on to take the Seattle Seahawks job. That was my number one choice. He went to the wrong Washington football team. He went to the wrong Washington football team, as Chris put it. I couldn't agree with you more. But the one thing that I've you know, been able to admit since Dan Quinn has been hired here in Washington, whether your favorite coaching prospect was Ben Johnson, whether your favorite coaching prospect uh, was Mike McDonald, whether you were a guy that wanted Aaron Glenn, no coach would have been able to put together the rock star staff that Dan Quinn's been able to put together. And I give him a ton of credit for that. People around the National Football League and national media circles are kind of poo-pooing on the move, initially saying that, you know, Washington kind of had to go with sloppy seconds. Their real guy didn't want them. And this is what they settled with. This ain't bad settling. Because I'll be honest, I've had to, unfortunately, go down the route of sloppy seconds before <laughs> in the youngest in charge movement's life. You can get a hell of a lot worse than having Dan Quinn as your sloppy seconds. The staff that he put together, though, rock star staff, and it's perfect for a young quarterback to come in here right away and have success. I love what Joe Witt uh, Jr. said at the presser last week. Love what Cliff Kingsbury said at the presser last week. But that offensive coaching staff, to me, was more crucial. That offensive coordinator hire outside of DQ's hire or outside of Adam Peters' hire, excuse me, as the head coach, the OC hire, to me, was always going to be one of the most important hires of the offseason. They end up with Cliff Kingsbury, the former Arizona Cardinals head coach, well-traveled, has developed multiple different quarterbacks across the National Football League. But he chose to come here to Washington. And here recently, we've gotten a little bit more information and insight as to why Cliff Kingsbury ultimately came here to Washington Las Vegas Raiders head coach and former Washington Redskin Antonio Pierce joined the pivot with Ryan Clark last week and had this to say about how old Cliff Kingsbury ended up here in D.C. You get to hire people and you got to interview people. This has been a very interesting hiring cycle for sure. And at one point I was like, oh, okay, the Raiders got Cliff Kingsbury. That's gonna, that is going to be their offensive coordinator. Then I go to sleep, and I wake up, and I'm like, well, they ain't got clip no more. <laughs> How does news just break 
before certain conversations are had? Or how does that whole process mm -hmm. work for you? It has to be difficult as well because you are working to build the staff. You're having to ask, can you speak to certain coaches? But you feel like you've got one piece and now all of a sudden that piece goes away. Yeah, well, National Football League, NFL, not for long. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. I thought we had a guy, but not for long. Hold on. So you put pen to paper, man. That's the one thing I learned. I, no different than us in free agency, right? Gotcha. Teams are recruiting you. Things are going on. Listen. Mac Johnson's pretty good. I guess he can still I think he can still dish it out a little bit. <laughs> if I'm losing the magic, I'm okay with that, right? And then at the end of the day, listen, man, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. That's fine. Biggest takeaway from that is, look, if I'm losing the magic, Johnson, I'm okay with that. This comment. Larry Bird would never have said that. Well, that's why Antonio Pierce isn't the great Larry Bird. And I hear what you're saying with that. But my, my big takeaway from that, and I know this is going to sound cynical, do you think when Washington lost out on Mike McDonald and Ben Johnson that Josh Harris said, hey, Magic, they out there touring the world, you're on the yacht with Cookie, having a good time, but we need you to come here and seal the deal for us, Magic. After losing out on Mike McDonald, after losing out on Ben Johnson, you think the reason Magic Johnson stepped in with this offensive coordinator hire is because it's like, look, bro, we, we can't miss out on any more of our top guys. We need to use all of our big guns possible. And I hope that same approach that was used for Cliff Kingsbury, I hope it gets used coming up here in a couple of weeks when free agency starts. Because wouldn't that be something? A team that's got buku cap space, a team that is one of the most historic franchises in all of the National Football League. If you are a marquee free agent out there and you want to be a part of something special, if you want to be a part of a franchise's renaissance, why not come here to Washington? I feel like, welcome to death row. <laughs> but I'm saying right now, man, that's the mentality that the Burgundy and Gold got to have this summer and this spring, excuse me, when it comes to the offseason, the free agency. I'm thrilled that they called upon Magic to get Cliff Kingsbury here in the building. I just wonder if it's a situation where it's like, all right, we've already lost out on two dudes that we really, really wanted. Can't have that happen again. Can't have that happen again. I'll tell you what, and I, this is the problem. I love Georgetown basketball, by the way. Loved seeing Ed Cooley and Adam Peters and Dan Quinn yesterday being bros. This was the problem with Georgetown basketball. When Patrick Ewing is coming to a 20-year-old's house to recruit him, or, or excuse me, a 17- or 18-year-old's house to recruit him, it's not very effective. Who the hell knows Patrick Ewing in my age group. Magic Johnson, a much bigger star that I think could have a similar impact to what Georgetown wanted to have happen with Patrick Ewing. Because whether you're 10, well, 10 may be size me. Whether you're 15, whether you're 20, whether you're 25, whether you're 30, you know who Magic Johnson is. So you think he should have gotten AI to be I mean, coach? Yeah, seriously. That's the thing I always said about Georgetown with Pat Ewing. If Pat Ewing comes in my house and sits on my couch, it ain't moving me. I'm going to think, who is this big freak? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I love Pat, but you get what I'm saying. It just wouldn't move the needle for me. I think on the opposite end of the spectrum, Magic has that opportunity this offseason. If he's willing to extend himself like he did in the Cliff Kingsbury situation, he's got the opportunity 
to make sure that nobody can say no to coming here to Washington. Phone lines wide open, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, Mike Florio, a pro football talk, had an interesting thing to say about the Washington Commanders quarterback situation. I'll tell you that next on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Just get rolling here on this Sunday afternoon edition of Overtime. It's the Youngest in Charge movement. Linnell Willingham here with you on 106.7 The Fan. We're also simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, for one final segment here before uh, we kick things over to Maryland Terrapins women's basketball. But before we get to that, talking all things burgundy and gold in that last segment, one thing that you'll notice with me at least throughout the entirety of this offseason, I understand. And what did I say on Friday? I guess it's not appropriate to say it on a Sunday morning because you're probably recovering from the night before. But I said it on Friday night. Want to play a little drinking game with me? If you're out there, not in your car, at home, in the confines of your home, sitting, safe, relaxing. Anytime you hear me say we're at the mercy of the evaluator, go ahead, go ahead and throw you something back. Because I'm going to say it a lot because it matters. And to me, it's what this offseason is ultimately centered around. We begged, pleaded, cried, whined, moaned to finally have an elite evaluator of talent in this building. We got that one Adam Peters. We got our head coach. So finally, head coach, GM, ownership, all on the same page. It's great that they're all on the same page because they have some massive decisions to make between now and August. As well as between now and April. And the biggest one of them all is the quarterback position. And one thing you'll hear me say this offseason, and it probably differs from everybody else that you hear on the fan and on Team 980, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. We are at the mercy of the evaluator, meaning nothing, nothing that they can do at quarterback would surprise me or catch me off guard. There's nothing they can do at quarterback that would make me turn up my nose at Adam Peters and say, huh, what do you know about quarterback? Guess what? We can't do that because we begged to have this dude in our building. And they put together a darn good coaching staff, and we got a little bit of insight last week into what the Washington commanders and offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury are looking for in a starting quarterback. Uh, the Chiefs quarterback. That'd help. 
No. Um, I do think the game, as you can see, you watch those guys, Brock and him at the end, like when the money's on the table, you got to be able to make some plays um, with your feet, move around enough to escape a bad play. And it doesn't mean you got to run like Lamar or Kyler Murray, but you better be able to move a little bit and um, buy yourself some time because the, the D-line, the rushes, the defense these days are so good. And, and then the intangibles, you know, you want that player to be the hardest worker on your team. You want him to lead those guys. Um, each and every day when, when he shows up in the building, you want him to lift the building up, and um, that's why those guys make the type of money they do. Listen to some of what Cliff Kingsbury said he wanted in the starting quarterback. Now, first of all, I love the start of that. I, I want Patrick Mahomes too, Cliff. I ain't mad at you, brother. But notice the two quality traits that he mentioned. The ability to create out of structure and to be able to make a play with your feet when things get crunchy, when things get unchy, that matters. He also talked about leadership and the ability to instill confidence within a locker room. First one in, last one out, embodying all the leadership qualities of a starting NFL quarterback. That matters to me. And it's honestly why the conversation, I think, is a lot more wide open than we're willing to give it credit for. Just think about it. It may be difficult for Jaden Daniels to walk in here right away and establish himself as the leader of the Burgundy and Gold. Maybe maybe hard for any rookie quarterback to come in here and establish themselves as the leader of the Burgundy and Gold. When we come back, as promised, I'll let you hear from Mike Florio a Pro Football Talk, who had an interesting angle into which way Washington could potentially go at the quarterback position. That's next here on The Fan. Still rocking and rolling here on this Sunday edition of Overtime the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 3 o'clock before we hand things over to Toby Altizer. But right now, I want to continue to talk all things burgundy and gold. As I mentioned at the top of the show, as I mentioned last segment, there is so many big-time franchise-altering decisions that still have to be made for this team between now and August. And the biggest one that we're all concerned about here locally has to do with the game's most important position. Chris, you should have smacked me in the mouth when I said that. Didn't I say I was done talking about quarterback in the context of the NFL? The decision that they have to make has to do with the most important position, not just in the NFL, folks, in all of professional sports. There is no singular position that, that has a bigger impact on team success than the quarterback position, and that's why it is paramount that Washington Gets it right under any circumstance. They have to. I don't care how you do it. You can draft a quarterback in the first round at number two. You could draft a quarterback at number 32 overall if you decide to trade back up. Hell, you could go out and sign a veteran and bring him here and think that he's your bridge guy. At the end of the day, they must get quarterback right this offseason. And I'll be honest with you. Their plan at quarterback, talking about the commanders, under Ron Rivera, was stuck on stupid. Not once did Washington's planet quarterback make sense under Ron Rivera. In year one, not making Dwayne Haskins compete for the job, a no-no. Year two, handing the job to Ryan Fitzpatrick, idiot move. Year three, just handing the job to Carson Wentz, a pretty stupid decision. Even as recent as last year, just Handing the job to Sam Howell was a stupid, stupid decision. I hope 
And I love Cliff Kingsbury, and I'm, I'm excited about the offensive coaching staff. I hope Cliff Kingsbury and company learn from the mistakes of Ron Rivera and company. You have to promote competition up and down this roster at every position. If you want to build that sustained winning culture that we keep talking about, that they've won the offseason with, it's put up or shut up time. Because guess what? When you look at the calendar, it's what? February the 18th. Free agency gets cracked off in about three weeks. And then shortly after that, the vets report. And you start phase one of the offseason. So the honeymoon phase, the cheek kissing phase is damn sure close to being over. It's time to produce results. That at the end of the day, like I continue to harp on, they have to, have to, have to, have to get the quarterback position right. And this is where I'm going to do us some justice here on DC Sports Talk Radio. I'm not going to be closed-minded about how Washington could potentially address the quarterback position. You got your drinks ready. Pick up your glass. We're at the mercy of the evaluator, folks. Whatever they decide to do, I'm on board for it. Because I don't know more than Adam Peters knows. We can question the moves. We can have skepticism about it. But at the end of the day, you got to roll with it. And there's just so many different ways that this team could go. And as we roll throughout the offseason and get closer toward the draft, I'll start to go into a little bit more detail about all the scenarios. Because I think all of them should be on the table at this point if you're Adam Peters, if you're the Washington Commanders. And one scenario that I haven't talked about a lot was actually brought up by our pal Mike Florio a Pro Football Talk. He spoke about the Washington Commanders quarterback position and why there's, like I said, a multitude of different ways to go about this thing. It's a shame if Sam Howell doesn't get a chance to at least compete. And I don't know why they would move on from him. He's in the third year of a slotted rookie contract, fifth-round pick, I believe he was, fifth or fourth, mm-hmm. I think it was fifth. Like, they're not paying a lot of money for him to be on the roster. I hope he gets a chance to compete because a lot of the stuff that Cliff Kingsbury was saying, Sam Howell did it last year. Do you just give up on the guy because he was part of a team that overall underachieved as he was thrust into the fray as a starter for the first time ever? a team that was transitioning from the tremendous level of dysfunction under Dan Snyder into a post-Dan Snyder existence. What did we expect? I mean, he stayed healthy. He got banged around all year long, got hit, got sacked. He's able to use his feet to buy time. They just need a better offensive line. They need a better team. He might be the guy that, that Cliff Kingsbury and Dan Quinn are looking for. How dare. Mike Florio come out and suggest that Sam Howell shouldn't be left for dead. How dare Mike Florio come out and give life to the real UNC quarterback that I care about? Not this big six-foot behemoth in Drake May. I love me some Drake May. I think he's a darn good prospect. Wouldn't take it with my number two overall pick. But if they choose to do it, I wouldn't be mad at it. I would understand. But at the end of the day, this is my thing when it comes to Drake May in any quarterback coming out in this class. They got to compete. I don't care what Washington chooses to do at quarterback this offseason. I don't care if they go trade for Justin Fields. I don't care if they decide to pay free agent money to Kirk Cousins. 
I don't care if they choose to draft a guy at number two overall. I don't care if they choose to trade the farm and go up and get Caleb Williams. Learn from the mistakes of your predecessor. Learn from the mistakes of the guys that came here before you. I don't give a damn who they bring in at quarterback. He must beat out Sam Howe. You can say I'm stupid. You you can say I'm a shock jock. You can say whatever the hell you want. That's the problem with you losers in this town. Y'all are so ready and so quick to anoint someone something. The hell with that. The great teams across the National Football League preach and breed competition at every spot. Not just offensive line. Not just cornerback. They do it at the game's most important position, too. You can say I'm flip-flopping. You can say I'm going back and forth. I'm saying to you all what you need to open up your brains to understand. We're at the mercy of the evaluator. Whatever the hell they choose to do, that's the direction we'll go. And I'll say this about Sam Howell, and it's not me sitting up here championing for Howell to be the starter. I'm just saying it like this. I've been in a college locker room. Been in a high school locker room. You earn your respect. You earn your status on a roster. You can't just anoint the guy, the starting quarterback, because you drafted him two overall. That's how you ended up in the situation you've been in at quarterback. You didn't force competition. How much longer are we going to continue to do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results? And I love Caleb Williams. I love Drake May. I love Jaden Daniels. I love whatever the hell they do, if you can't tell, right? But if they don't have to compete with Sam Howell, what the hell are we doing here? Why is it fair to him? And admittedly so, right? Ron Rivera said it at season's end. Made me throw up when he said it, but at least he was being honest. He shouldn't have thrown Sam Howell to the Wolves the way that he did. And for us to come out here and some of you idiot fans out there are writing the kid off, talking about it'll never be anything in the National Football League, shame on you. Shame on you if you're writing off Sam Howell at this point. Shame on you if you feel as if Sam Howell can't develop into a starting quarterback. What if your employer felt that way about you? Put yourself in Sam Howell's shoes. Think about the scenario that he was thrust into. No young quarterback should have been asked to do what Sam Howell was asked to do last year. It was organizational malpractice when you go back and look at it. And I'll be honest with you, during the season, while it's all happening in real time, it's hard to try and compartmentalize what the hell is happening. It's hard to try to put your finger on why things aren't going properly. But you saw it from their actions this offseason. Look at the Atlanta Falcons. Look at the offseason Atlanta had. They moved like a team that was trying to develop a young quarterback. And Desmond Ritter isn't very good. And you know why I can know that? Because he was put in an ideal circumstance and he failed. That's why I know Desmond Ritter's not good. You can't say that about Sam Howell. And if you do, you're not being fair and subjective with your evaluation here. Because you can't tell me that after that Denver Bronco game, you weren't willing to anoint Sam Howell as the guy. You can't tell me after the two performances against Philadelphia, you weren't thinking, hmm, man, if you put this guy in ideal circumstances, maybe he could do it. You can't tell me after the loss to Seattle that you weren't willing to potentially look at this guy long term. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying 
Sam Howell should be the starter. What I'm saying is that whoever you draft, they got to compete. I'm done anointing guys starters. I'm done handing things out. You talk about wanting to build a sustained winning culture. That starts with competition. That has to be rooted in competition. I I want the damn lunch ladies competing for who's got the best Alfredo. I want the janitors competing for whose floor is the tidiest. That's the type of competition that needs to be breeded in this organization, in this locker room. So all of you idiots out there who are willing to write Sam Howell off and speak as if he's dead, okay, okay. I don't know if you've watched the National Football League this year. We saw multiple scenarios of quarterbacks doing better in their second act. Quarterbacks having a career renaissance, so to speak. Did you see Geno Smith last year? Did you see Baker Mayfield this year? Walking it up and down the field on the Philadelphia Eagles. Did you see that? Did you think that was possible? Hell no. That's why you have to go about things a certain way. And until this team is willing to do that, we're not going to win diddly squat. And I love the hire. I love Cliff. I love everything that they've got going on. But I'm telling you what my first red flag will be. I don't care if they trade six first-round picks to go get Caleb Williams. I don't care. If he doesn't have to compete, I don't want him. If they don't preach competition in camp, I don't want it. That's how we're in the situation that we're in now. That's why we've been starved for a long-term answer at quarterback for 20-plus years because we don't preach competition. They handed Sam Howe the job after 11 career damn completions, and we're wondering why things went the way that they went. Last year was Sam Howe's rookie season. Last year, last year was it. If you're willing to go out there and get on your knees for Drake May, why are you not willing to get on your knees to allow Sam Howell to potentially show what he's worth in an ideal set of circumstances? I keep going back to what the Atlanta Falcons did, and I'm not trying to poo-poo on Desmond Ritter. He's not him. It's very evident. It's very evident. Look at the supporting cast that Desmond Ritter had. Look at the offensive line that Desmond Ritter had. He even had the all-so-coveted offensive-minded head coach that you feel that, that teams can't succeed without. And he still failed. That's the difference. That's the difference between Atlanta and Washington. And Atlanta ain't worth a damn as an organization either. But at least, at least when they anointed their guy, right, they at least supported him and gave him the necessary pieces to hit the ground running and have success. And I guess we'll open up the phones on this because I'm sure people are interested and want to chime in on this. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. We let you hear from Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. He said what I've been scared to say. And I'll be honest with you. I'm the youngest in charge. I shouldn't be scared to say diddly squat. But you know what I mean. That's why I'm coming so hard about this. Competition matters in professional sports. Based on what you heard from Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, you writing Sam Howell off at this point in the season? Is Sam Howell left for dead to you as a Commanders fan? What are your thoughts on Sam Howell moving forward? I'll make it as wide-ranging of a discussion as you all want to have because I got receipts. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Would you be upset if whatever quarterback Washington drafted, would you be upset if they had to compete with Sam Howell to get the starting job. That's next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, 
or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 